I'm Jim Frawley, and this is Bellwether. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bellwether Hub. Thank you for for tuning in. Uh, this episode, we are going to wrap up. This is these were all recorded in the month of May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month, and I am I am very happy to have uh, offered up my thoughts, my personal opinions on wellness over the last few episodes. And today, we're going to cover the final the final aspect of of wellness. Um, wherein I organized all of my thoughts. It's a little bit of a series. And today we're going to cover social wellness. And as I mentioned in previous podcasts, uh, the last two, three of the last four, uh, I wanted to organize my thoughts around wellness. It's misinterpreted. It comes with a lot of baggage. Uh, Everybody seems to have an opinion on what wellness is and the way that you're supposed to treat wellness and the way that you're supposed to respond to wellness. And everybody knows what's well for you. And so I decided to organize my thoughts on what it really means for me. And that's that's where all of this was was born. So there are three aspects to wellness, which I covered previously. One is physical, and you can read all about these on the website, bellwetherhub.com, or you can listen to previous podcasts. You can do whatever you want, really. Uh, so one is physical wellness. The second is mental wellness. And today we're going to bring it home with social wellness. And I, I include social wellness as a third area of wellness for uh, uh, a number of different reasons. But why I consider social activities a third aspect of wellness, I think it's just as important. Your social, in-person social network and social bonds are just as important as your physical wellness and your mental wellness. And I feel like there is no greater impact on our physical wellness and our mental wellness than the people that are around us all of the time. The in-person social bonds that we create throughout our lifetime will make us who we are as individuals. We are social animals. We know this. And you can read Countless books on it, whether it's uh, Social by Matthew Lieberman um, is, a, is a really good one. Um, the Shallows, What the Internet is Doing to Our Brains is another good one by, by Nicholas Carr. Uh, Buddha's Brain is another one. We, I, I could go on and on and on with all the books that you can read on, on, social, on, on why we need some, some social activity in our life. We are wired to pick up social cues from other people. It's our sixth sense. Our sixth sense exists, and it is social. When you think about it, uh, seeing yourself at a party, I use this all the time when I'm when I'm doing a, a, a workshop. Think about when you're at a party and someone in a bad mood walks in and the whole mood of the room drops. You didn't even have to talk to this person, but everybody can feel that something is off. There is a fray in the social bond that's there, and that is a sixth sense that we have. And the more research we do on the brain, the more neuroscience research that comes out, the more we are finding that social wellness and our social network, in-person social network, is fundamental to our overall overall well-being. This is not your online social network. It's the opposite. Online social network, they find now, is doing damage to your social bonds, doing damage to your mental well-being. But in-person social network is fundamental to our overall well-being. We now know from research 
that seeing other people being treated fairly, it drives the reward center of the brain, right? And and I got this from from Social by Ma- Matthew Lieberman, but it's been repeated in a number of different places. I don't know if he did the study or if someone else did, but um, seeing other people being treated fairly, our brain treats it like we're eating chocolate. Uh, it hits the reward center of our brains. We know that being uh, socially rejected, uh, our brain treats it like physical pain. When you see someone who goes through a bad breakup, their brain is telling them that their arm is broken. When you see someone going out to lunch and you weren't invited, it feels like your leg was broken. So it feels just like physical pain, even if it's not really relative to us. When we are not included in a social network, it is a negative impact on our uh, on our overall well-being. We know that there are specific social centers of our brain, and there are parts of our brain that respond particularly to the social aspect of humanity and living. And that is how we evolved as people. Okay, we evolved through community. Uh, You can read sapiens, you can read the history of humankind, all that stuff. We have evolved. Uh, The social network is for the benefit of our species. And it's how we have survived over time. Uh, That is what's important for us. And and it's under under duress right now, self reported loneliness, uh, isolation is at record levels. We have, you know, research people asking how lonely do you feel uh, across all generations. But right now, the Gen Z, the young ones, uh, from a self-reported aspect, are the loneliest generation that is out there. And normally, when you think of loneliness, you think of old people. You think of the old people who are forgotten and it's terrible, and they need visitors. And and um, you know, we generally think of people who are who are old and who can't leave their apartment. But now we have younger generations, the youngest generation, as even more lonely, self-reported more lonely than anybody else. And while everyone seems to have an opinion on the causes of loneliness, it could be anything. It could be technology could be a reason. Um, the changing society could be a reason. Um, how we interact and, and having play dates as kids, whatever. Everybody seems to have an opinion. But what matters is... The fact is that many of us have to work hard to build an in-person social network. That's really what the causes of it. We can debate it all day long and we could take a look at it and we could tweak some of the things. But from a fundamental basis, what you need to know for you is that you need to work on creating an in-person social network. And that's where this comes in. The reason we have to work hard at being social is because making friends is extremely difficult as an adult. We get out of college. We have our college friends. Everybody moves away. We're not staying in the same place. We don't have the same high school friends. You know, it used to be you would just have your high school friends and you would stick around. Uh, It used to be you would have kids at a young age and then you just became friends with the parents of the other kids that your kid is playing with. But nobody's really staying where they grew up. The world is getting smaller. We're traveling around. Uh, people are waiting until after 30, even into their 40s before they're having children. So we're not meeting other people the way that we used to meet other people. And we don't have this community uh, uh, of people that would help us get through whatever it is that we wanted to do. Um, and it's and that's challenging. We don't have, we don't have uh, children to show off. We have a pressure to show status. Uh, we hate networking. People hate networking all the time. You know, who are we as an adult? We judge ourselves against other people. And then also over time, we create opinions in our head and we become the old person, get off my lawn type of deal saying, look, I already know people like you and I just know that you and I are not going to get along and that's that's just the way it's going to be. So we have started down a path of settling into our own interests and we are very quick to find the people that we don't like uh, 
instead of the people that we do. We bring our baggage, we bring our years, uh, and, and a lot of that really just doesn't doesn't bode well for for creating a social network in person, especially as you get older. I mean, I personally, I don't talk to anybody from grade school, I don't talk to anybody from high school, and very rarely do I speak to anybody from college. And that's just because life got in the way. It's not because I don't like them, but life got in the way. I've moved away and I've traveled, and you know, we get kids and life is busy. And when you think about you know where is my social network. It adjusts and changes over time. And social wellness drives a desire for physical wellness. It supports our mental well-being. And that's why, you know, the three aspects of mental well-being, self-love, self-care, and a belief system, are all driven by us. But they are impacted by outside sources. And that's where the social network comes in. So while we need to focus on us and bringing our best to other people and, and all of that, you know, who we are and figure out our belief system and our opinions and, and be nice and all that stuff, we still need to utilize our outside influences as well. There is a reason why people say that you are a result of the five people closest to you. You change based on the people that you spend your time with. And so with that said, uh, I'm going to go through today the, the three aspects, in my opinion, uh, to social wellness. And these are your support system, newbies, which I'll explain in a minute, and micro interactions. Okay, so let's start with support system. As you work to improve anything, uh, and I am going to talk a little bit about the point of self-development in a future, in a future episode, um, but we are constantly looking to change. Okay, there's always something that we want to change or we want to improve. It doesn't mean that you're not good. But if you're just sitting around doing nothing, you're just going to die. So we always want to improve, right? Oscar Wilde said, the aim of life is self-development, figuring out you. But self-development requires change. And that's picking change for yourself. But also society is changing as well. And when you go through major unprecedented change, like we're going through now with technology changing the way that we operate and work changing extremely, uh, extremely quickly, and, and we've got different types of people at work and different ways to think, and it's so unprecedented and fast that we need someone to support us when we stumble. We need an important weapon in our arsenal when we just say, I need to vent, or I'm confused, or I need help. And this support system could include spouses, friends, family, could be anybody. The list could be anyone. And the beauty of it is you get to pick who you share your stuff with. For some people, family would never be a part of their support system because every time they have a conversation, it's got 30, 40, 50 years of history in it. And so that support system isn't going to be there. Others uh, may live the single life their entire life and go to their grave, but they have their little network of people with similar interests to them, and they found their individuals. It doesn't matter who you pick, but what matters is that you find someone or some people who could be a partner with you when you need them, and vice versa. You need to provide those services back to them. And finding that system is a challenge for people. It could be a challenge for people. And often we prevent ourselves from being vulnerable enough to launch into friendly relationships. This isn't always just romantic relationships. You don't need a spouse to have a support system. But being vulnerable enough to launch into friendly relationships, when was the last person you just asked to hang out? And this leads us back again to mental well-being. Listen to the last episode. I won't repeat it all, uh, but check out the last episode on in order to bring your best to any kind of relationship. You need to spend the time to try and figure out you. 
Being comfortable in your own skin, embracing your interests, who we are, is fundamental to a good relationship. If you try to be someone you aren't, you are not going to attract the people around you that you need around you to grow. You're going to attract the people that you're pretending to be, and that doesn't help you. So to attract the people who align with what you need, you need to figure out yourself and be comfortable in your own skin. To do that, I encourage you to listen to Mental Wellbeing. I won't repeat that here. So that brings us back to the second aspect of social wellness, and that's the newbies. And what I mean by newbies is I I really refer to just meeting new people. When we have a support system and we live our normal day-to-day, we need new experiences and new people in order to learn and understand new perspectives. When you think about your day-to-day, you see the same people every day. You take the same train to work or the same commute to work. You see the same people at the office. You have the same routine. There, are, There's research that says, you know, when we take a look at, at your maps on your phone and your history, there's like five places you go. And that's your routine. And so getting outside of that routine is extremely important because you need to broaden your horizon. And the reason you want to broaden your horizon is it challenges us to be open-minded. It challenges us to have a learning mindset. It challenges us to have basic social skills and manners. It challenges us to recognize that there are people out there who are not like us. And that's a good thing. We want people who are not like us. That's what makes the world go round. One of the big ones, one of the big areas that people complain to me the most about is networking. Adults hate networking. I've never met anybody who loved networking. Actually, I met one person. His name's Andre. He goes to an Irish group that I go to. He raised his hand and said he liked to do that. But we put too much pressure on ourselves. What's my, what's my elevator pitch? What's my speech going to be? How am I going to sell? What are people going to think of me? And we put so much pressure on ourselves that meeting new people becomes secondary and it becomes a bear to deal with. When you want to start networking or meet new people, there should really be two things to, to think about. And this is some of the tips that I give to people when they go in networking. One, you are not selling anybody on anything. So what your focus should be is, what do I need to do to enjoy this conversation? That's your prep going into meeting new people. What do I need to do in order to enjoy this conversation? And maybe you ask a puzzle, maybe you ask a riddle, maybe you just do whatever. I mean, you could figure that out for you. And come up with your fun question to ask. You know, I'm pondering this, and what do you think? Whatever. And that leads to the second thing to think about. When you're enjoying your conversation, the second thing you need to think about is your goal should be every time you meet someone, you want them to be happy that the two of you spoke. That's it. When you walk into a big room of strangers, everybody is thinking the same thing that you're thinking. I don't want to be here because I'm petrified of what other people are going to think and all this pressure. If you go into a new room and you want to meet new people, find the person standing by themselves. They will love you for starting and striking up a conversation. And what do you need to do to do to enjoy this conversation? Learn about that person. Not talk about you. Let them do all the work. Ask them a question. Let them speak. And then they will be very happy that the two of you spoke. We see many people going around trying to be something to everyone. Don't waste your time. Okay? doesn't mean you don't you can't be polite. But recognize that your interests and your desires don't necessarily align with everyone else, and that's okay. That's what makes the world go around. So don't put pressure on yourself. No nothing. 
just embrace the fact that you are in the moment speaking with someone new. And that's it. And then that brings us to micro interactions, our third part. We already talked about you need a support system, get your day-to-day people, get out there and meet new people, but then also your micro interactions. And one of the hardest parts, what I mean by micro interactions are all those little things that you do throughout your day where you meet other people. The bus driver saying hi, the, the barista at the coffee shop, the librarian when you're dropping something off, the people you see in the kitchen at the office, those little things of, hi, how are you? Yep, have a good day. That's it. Those random hellos gives us uh, an awareness that there is something much more beyond us, that we are part of a much bigger picture. One of the hardest parts of going out on business for myself was working from home because I lost those micro interactions. I didn't know what it was, but I wasn't as productive as I needed to be. I wasn't not productive, but I wasn't as productive as I needed to be. And that was because I wasn't interacting with enough people. This is especially prevalent with people who retire. They don't realize or, or fully appreciate how many micro interactions we get at the office. And we need to replenish that. Sometimes these micro interactions make us want to punch people in the face. That's true. That's fair. Like the people standing in line at the lunch counter for 15 minutes and then when they get up to the counter, they can't figure out what they want. I don't know what they were thinking while they were waiting. But in general, your interactions are beneficial for us if we are in the right frame of mind. That feeling as a part of a community and nurturing that specific to you is extremely helpful in terms of your overall mental well-being. Go for a walk and say hi to a stranger walking their dog. Seeing other people and seeing how they operate is good for our mental well-being. And those are the three. So I'm not going to harp on these. These are things for you to nurture in your own particular way. I can't tell you specifically what who your support system is supposed to be. I can't tell you who the strangers are supposed to be that you're supposed to meet. But I will say that meeting other people is helpful for you. And so that wraps that up. The three aspects. One, your support system. Who is it that you can use to support you on a regular basis, day to day? You don't have to talk to them every day, but you need to check in on a very regular basis. Friends, family, spouse, cousins, neighbors, community, people from the church, people from whatever. Whatever you need to do for you. Find that community for you, that support system. Second, meet new people. Find the newbies, especially people who don't think like you. And recognize that their perspective is just as valid as yours. That's what makes the world go around. It gives you a different mindset on on the way that you approach problems. It gives you a different mindset on the way that you approach other people. And it it makes you think about things in a very different way. It's very good for your mental well-being. And finally, micro-interactions. Go out there and meet meet the little people. Say hi to strangers. And those micro-interactions will help you feel part of something much bigger than you. And those are my thoughts on wellness. I really appreciate you listening. There are three aspects. So go back. I've got my overall aspect on on wellness, my specific focus on physical wellness, my specific focus on mental wellness. And now this is the the three of the social, uh, social wellness, which is your third aspect of wellness to nurture. Uh, I am available. Reach out uh, if you have questions on this. Any of these, I would like to offer my support to anybody who needs to work on any particular aspect. Uh, I've got a podcast coming up on how to spe- how to set specific goals. Um, 
and how to not overwhelm yourself with trying to change everything at once. But there is a lot of opportunity for everybody to focus on you. And it is an ongoing journey to focus on you. It doesn't mean that you're not well. It just means that you can be more well if you want to be. Um, And there are times where you just need to recognize and be aware of who you are as an individual and what, what you need at any particular time. So with that, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. And uh, as always, this is on bellwetherhub.com. Come visit, take a look at events, take a look at some of the other uh, opinions and topics and other stuff that we have up there. There's a lot of resources, and I will look forward to seeing you out there. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. Now, do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellweatherhub.com, where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon.